How do you feel great on vacation? Like really good? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sand beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll immerse yourself in natural wonder and find your center on an island where things move at your speed. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Your kids, of course, we've been talking about it. They'll be heading back to school in just a couple of weeks. And that issue of the sex ed curriculum will be top of mind for a very small but very vocal group. And one of the loudest uh, you know, talkers will be the Elem- Elementary's Teacher Federation, one of the biggest education unions in the province. They did meet today, and they discussed this issue, declaring teachers should, in fact, deal with the curriculum moving forward. And if they want to put in the new curriculum, they will be backed by the union. So in other words, break the rules, do what you want. You've got our backing. And this all follows the group of parents who just last week announced that they would file a complaint with the Human Rights Tribunal of Ontario, and that is to over the replacement of the curriculum. They say it's discriminant because the LGBTQ students aren't mentioned in the old curriculum. But the part of the conversation which stayed with me the most and what seemed to get the most reaction is of the one parent in that group telling uh, reporters that his kindergarten age child is transitioning. And I put that out on Twitter because I felt that that was lunacy. I mean, how could a child that age even know or guess or think anything of its sexuality? Because they just don't think like that. And then someone asked me on Twitter if I felt it would be better if we just let the doctors guess what our kids are when they come out. To which I responded, well, doctors don't guess. It's called science. How do you, I mean, you're, you're one or the other. If you change... Later, that's one thing, but you come out a woman or a girl or a boy. It's called science. Nonetheless, that's what we're up against. We've got this movement away from science and into this make-believe. And that, to me, disagree with me as you might, sounds nothing short of, of child abuse. I want to bring in Dr. Deborah So to this conversation. She holds a PhD in sexual neuroscience research. She also writes for the Globe and Mail about sex and science and, of course, is focusing a lot these days on sex ed curriculums. She joins me now. Dr. So, you know, we have the, you know, the union groups who do not want to play by the rules of the sex ed curriculum being put on hold. And then last week we had this suit uh, being launched for the Human Rights Tribunal. And the one thing that really stuck out to me was this whole issue of one of the parents transitioning their kindergarten child. Is that, I look at it and I think that either that's lunacy or it's a form of child abuse. Is that too strong? No, that's not too strong. I mean, I would agree with you. Uh, Age four or five is way, way, way too young for a young child to be transitioning. Um, Kids don't have a real sense about what gender means until, I mean, much later, but at the earliest, probably age seven or eight. And uh, so at that age, say six and younger, for a child, they will often say things like, I am the opposite sex, when what they really mean is they just want to do things that the opposite sex does because they don't have the language to communicate to the adults in their life what they really mean. So the fact that 
adults and parents are taking what children say at face value in this way is absolutely ridiculous. Right. And I put this out online and I was met with, you know, some pushback, some support. But one person said, oh, so I guess we should just let doctors guess what your child is, right? To which I thought, what an absurd statement to make. And I responded with, science is not up for debate. No. And I, the thing is, I kind of can understand where some people are coming from. So with, say, people who have a difference of sex development, so these are people who are formerly known as intersex. So there is a history. So these these individuals are born with both male and female anatomy and female anatomy. So in the past, doctors might look at a baby and assign sexes and assign at birth, but would say that they were of a particular sex when, as the child grew up, they actually would identify as the opposite sex. So maybe I think that's where people are coming from. But this is a very, very small percentage of the population. This is only 1%. So I believe that these individuals deserve equal rights. But it's it's not correct to say that across the board, doctors don't know what they're talking about when it comes to sex and gender. Right. And when you come out of your mom, you're either a boy or a girl. That doesn't mean you won't change over time. But certainly at that time, you're one or the other, unless it's a complete anomaly. Um, but I just think what uh, what bothers me is the fact that this conversation is becoming so generalized that you aren't really what you are when you're born. Yeah, that self-identification is the most important thing. And this is something that we're seeing with, uh, you know, the sex ed curriculum and this idea that biological sex is divorced from gender identity, which is completely different from gender expression, and that some people are both genders or neither, or you can decide to be one and change your mind later on in the day. And I mean, this is all complete nonsense. I think people should be able to, you know, behave how they want, pursue what they find interesting, but don't say that that's what the science shows, and don't teach this to young children who are very impressionable and who don't otherwise know it differently. And so, you know, the union has just announced because they had a meeting today that they are not going to muzzle any teacher in Ontario who decides to to teach the um, the new sex ed uh, curriculum. I don't really think that most people have an issue with it. And I'm not really too scared that teachers won't have common sense to know how to help a student. But I do take issue um, and maybe you can elaborate further on children being put in imminent danger by not having this particular curriculum in, uh, you know, right away. No, that's extreme. I mean, that's so extreme for them to say that. And they're using this rhetoric, and I have a real problem with that because this is a case of adults using children to further their particular ideological agenda or for them to gain more political ground a couple of weeks or a couple of months of the older sex ed curriculum without any, without this new gender identity curriculum is not going to be harmful to kids. Um, I think part of it is that obviously they want to instill fear, fear in parents. Um, it's part of a bigger narrative that the transgender um, activism uh, groups have been pushing that if, you know, children are not uh, affirmed in their gender identity, they'll commit suicide, this kind of thing. I mean, the curriculum that was being used up until uh, 2015, before the newer curriculum was put in place, was still comprehensive sex ed. So, and teachers have a lot of room in terms of what they do want to include. So, uh, you know, it's really fear-mongering at this point. Okay, and so what are you hearing? Have you, in your practice or in your profession, have you started hearing from more and more kids who wanted to transition and then realized that maybe they were just confused? 
Uh, from Well, from a research perspective, I don't work with children, but definitely from a research perspective, all of the studies ever done on the issue of following up with kids who are gender dysphoric shows that these kids outgrow their feelings by puberty. So I noticed that in you know the coverage of this latest complaint that all of the children are under the age of 13. So some of these kids may have reached puberty. On average, most girls reach puberty by 10 to 12. Most boys reach, by, reach it by 12 to 14. So some of them may not have reached it yet, but we're not in a climate right now where clinicians are able to do their job and do a proper assessment. So I'm very skeptical as, as to whether these kids have had any sort of appropriate mental health support. Um, but outside of that, you know, clinicians can't do their job. And it's it's really not about what's good for these kids anymore. No, and, and, and you know, I'm concerned when I hear a parent say, you know, my child's going to transition and I'm going to bring the teachers into the school to explain to the other kids, um, you know, of why it's okay for boys and girls to wear each other's clothing. I certainly think as a parent, um, there'd be some concern about putting any of those ideas in a four or five-year-old's head. Yeah, and it's it's more indoctrination. What's really interesting is I've seen within the field of sexology, and this was my reason for leaving the field of research, that trans activists would come in and bully researchers so that they're not able to do their work. They're scared that if they find something that trans activists don't like, you know, they're going to get into trouble and lose their jobs. So previously it was the activists attacking sex researchers. They've been attacking parents. And now what we see is parents have kind of been indoctrinated and are going around pushing this on other parents. So I find that really concerning. And I would have to say to your audience, you know, if you are a parent who is skeptical of this, don't feel bad. Don't feel that you are a bigot or you're transphobic or anything like that. I think it's perfectly fine and acceptable. And I think lauded for you to be looking out for the best interests of your kids. Well, you yourself have seen the backlash to speak out against this. So if someone like yourself can't handle the backlash, you can only imagine what a, a parent uh, who's not studied uh, or a professional in this would feel kind of being, uh, you know, blacklisted as, as homophobic or any of the other names that you get called. I mean, even myself speaking out against this, I find myself really couching the conversation because you just don't want to deal with the um, backlash of the small but very vocal activist groups. Definitely. And I think it doesn't help as well that most people who would agree with you stay quiet. And I really advocate for anyone who does feel similarly or who is even a, even slightly skeptical to say so, because that's the only way that things are going to change and that people are going to be able to talk about this more openly, because right now it is so one sided. Well, at what point, just before I let you go, do you have any or have, have we got any data as to um, how much um, science is disappearing from the curriculum and being replaced kind of with this generalization? I know that they're teaching up to 63 and that number could have changed in the last few weeks of the pronouns we're supposed to use. But do you know how much of the curriculum at this point is being moved into this kind of uh, non-science theory part of it? I'm not sure about the, the new curriculum that's being uh Put together right now in terms of what I saw of the previous one yeah, I would say with one. regard yeah. with regards to gender identity I would say 100% of everything that I saw in the curriculum was actually not science-based at all because we do um, have a huge debate on the curriculum where people say I read the curriculum and I didn't see any of what you're complaining about in that and my argument back has been it's not in the curriculum it's what's just being spoken about in the classroom and it's not in the curriculum yeah, there was a newsletter that went out, I believe it was last fall, that went out to all of the teachers in Ontario saying that, quote unquote, the newest science shows that gender is not binary, it's a spectrum, right. and that, you know, it can change for children. So that, I mean, that's complete nonsense. I, I think a lot of the people who are pushing back don't actually know anything about the scientific literature, or maybe they feel this is the right thing to do. The sense I get from parents who reach out to me is that a lot of parents agree with it just because they think that's the progressive thing to do or that's the right thing to do, or they don't want to rock the boat and be called a bigot. 
But again, you know, that's I, I'm concerned about the the confusion that this leads in the public because I think most people know on some level that it doesn't really make sense, mm-hmm. but they genuinely believe it because they think, well, this is what mainstream media is telling me. This is what teachers and the administration are telling me. So uh, maybe I'm just wrong. And no, you're not wrong. Well, we'll have this uh, conversation again, and I appreciate your insight into it. Thanks so much, Dr. So. Thank you for having me.